Are you a leader in your company or have you ever had a leader in your company say to you, I'd like our company to have some thought leadership. Can you make that happen? I am Morgan Norris, Senior Brand and Content Strategist at True Marketing, and I'm guest hosting Content Marketing Engineer today for Wendy on a topic I am so passionate about, thought leadership. Listen, this is something I hear on a monthly basis. A client comes to us and says, can you make me a thought leader or our company needs some thought leadership? What do we do? And so today we're going to look at what thought leadership is, who can be a thought leader, and then what it looks like to plan execute and measure a thought leadership program for your organization. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in reaching technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues, friends, and clients of mine who will stop by to share their stories. And I hope that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a brief shout out to my agency, True Marketing. True is a full service agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas, serving highly technical companies. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Content Marketing Engineered. I'm here today with Lisa Gately, a principal analyst at Forrester. Thanks for being here, Lisa. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I would love to kick off with just having you talk a little bit about yourself and your role at Forrester. Well, thanks. I'm a B2B marketer by background. I've spent years working at tech companies in product, content, or brand marketing roles. All of those have something to do with thought leadership. And so a lot of my experience as a marketer has fueled what I now do today. Um, At Forrester, I work with all variety of marketers in B2B organizations. They all have challenges and want help in how do they work through all of their content in terms of quality, scale, efficiency, and this perennial issue of how can I help my company? It would become more of a thought leader in different areas. I love it. So I was telling you before we started recording, I don't think that I have had a client this in the last, you know, six to nine months who hasn't said or asked about how do I become a thought leader? And so it's definitely something on the top of everyone's mind. Um, I saw you speak uh, for the first time at Content Marketing World this last year. We did a Content Marketing World Roundup um, podcast episode back in the fall, and we were sharing kind of the best highlights of the conferences that we had been to, Um, and definitely your session was a key one for me. It just felt like it brought a lot of pieces together around thought leadership. So talk to me about what is thought leadership? How do you define it? What, What is it and what is it not? Talk to me about that. Yeah, well, I'm glad that session spoke to you. You know, we define thought leadership. It's really an intentional exercise of your knowledge, skills, and experience. It's all in intended so that it's going to help you in building awareness, elevating perception. You're eventually driving perception for your organization. So despite how people think about the content element, it's really about things that drive results long-term for your brand. I love it. So what what's kind of the state of thought leadership today? Everybody wants it, but who's actually gaining thought leadership? What does it look like um, kind of in today's world to be a thought leader? Yeah. So it's an interesting one because I see a common set of thinking. A lot of organizations will ask about thought leadership and I can tell through conversation, they're thinking of it as a content strategy. Mm-hmm. Or it's just yes. the result of content marketing. 
And yes. content marketing is important. Their campaigns are important. But I would characterize thought leadership and those things, especially content marketing, they're interrelated. They reinforce each other. But as I was saying, thought leadership is really going to manifest in some different ways from its delivery mechanisms, the messaging and substance, the KPIs, the time mm-hmm. for you to see some results. All of those things set it apart. And as I said, it's much more of a brand level exercise and Mm -hmm. it's a longer term exercise where I would see a lot of organizations today. What we know is they may be going about it in a very siloed fashion. There Mm. may be lots of topics and themes popping that everybody in the organization in different silos thinks is thought leadership. Also, you may amongst those fragmented efforts, it's really hard to get resources and hard to get your muscle behind it. Mm -hmm. So I I really commonly see the other things are it's hard to have a unique point of view. If maybe your experts or your executives, they're not really as strongly involved. That's very tough to get everybody behind it and line it up with your company's objectives, your brand goals. And really, I see a lot of organizations where in addition to the resources and that, that lack of uniqueness, it's really all about them. You see a lot Mm. of content, it's just thinly veiled, but it's all about the offerings. And it's not about the issue that your audience cares about. So that inside out kind of focus. Yeah. So how do you go about creating a thought leadership plan? I think as a lot of times from a marketing perspective, it's tasked, like you said, kind of on the marketer um, to say as like a marketing strategy, right? That executive comes in and they say, we need some thought leadership. What is, can you walk me through like just the steps of what that even looks like over the course of a year, two, however even long it needs to be. Um, But what that looks like going from that initial conversation of we need some thought leadership to actually forming and executing a plan. What does that look like? Yeah. It's really important to set those expectations that first I would say in a plan, you have to invest in understanding audiences and the market context. Mm. A lot of times too, you really want to see that the organization has some corporate or brand level messaging. Mm-hmm. That's really that there's clarity about company, the things you think of, but your yeah. company's mission, um, your purpose, your vision. What are your capabilities in the most concise way possible? And I, I really see a lot of organizations, they've struggled with it over time. Lots of reasons why. But if you are not clear about your audiences and your own messaging, some of that mm-hmm. brand work up front. Mm -hmm. That is really essential. It's very hard. And we talked at Content Marketing World about a lot of times executives have a very different expectation. They think this is a short exercise. Mm -hmm. Or in today's, you know, we all see things in social media or in society that you're perceived as a leader, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. So this first part I'm talking about is understand your audience, understand the market context in your own messaging. Mm -hmm. That is really going to give you the grounding in where are the potential areas for your company? Mm-hmm. It's not when, realistic. When you're yeah. doing that audience research, is that do you is that focus groups and interviews? Is it looking at kind of research that already exists? How do you go about really knowing that audience? Ah, oh, that's such a great question because you could do lots of ways. I, I wouldn't say there's only one, you know, mm-hmm. one style or a specific checklist you have to do all of, but you're right. Focus groups, what people commonly think of through their buyer persona research. It could be, are you talking to your customer advisory board? Are Mm -hmm. you talking to and listening? I would say 
talking to and listening to buyers and customers. Mm-hmm. Are you also watching external influencers? You're looking at, out in the marketplace to know who cares about some of these same issues and where mm-hmm. where do you see interest that's shared and growing? Mm-hmm. And the way that your audience would talk about this, what is really resonating? So that if you come back and then you talk to people in your organization, whether it's your experts or even your sales teams and your mm-hmm. partners, when you're trying to figure out which of these topics are likely to still be in conversations a year or more from now. Okay. You're trying to distinguish, you know, what's what's a big flash? What's a meme versus a longer term theme? Yeah. It's really, you know, it's hard in distinguishing that. So Definitely to your point about focus groups, surveys, you could be partnering with external influencers. Mm -hmm. You could be doing research in a variety of ways, like voice of the customer type efforts, customer community. Those things can be really helpful for you. Okay. So that's kind of, we've listened to our customer, we've listened to our audiences, and we're starting to hone in on a few topics that we might want to um kind of focus on. So then where do we go from there as an organization? Well, I'd say from there, a progression of how are you finding some internal experts that could reside in many different parts of your business. But let's say you've got some people in product or different executives, different leaders in Mm -hmm. the company. You want to bring a cross section of people together for ideation. I love that. I love these. Yeah. On some of these themes, how do they play off each other? Mm-hmm. Which of these lead to some really good sessions that give you some some good juice. You could go do something on these themes. Okay. And you're testing out, you know, are these things that your external audience cares about? It's mm-hmm. not just talking about your company's offerings. Yep. So then. Then. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's where for sure. That, that's a tough that's... one. Then you're trying to build together. You've had your group of experts. Maybe you're even bringing in some third parties. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people, you know, if you're trying to really, you need to gain some trust or recognition in areas and working with someone else there yeah. for objectivity, they're known for their knowledge and expertise. Great. But then let's say you select, there are some themes and we've mm-hmm. vetted it. We've talked with different leaders in the company. We know it lines up with our company's strategy. It's, you know, it's lining up with product, marketing, sales. This is believable. When you talk to employees, Mm. you go have conversations about it and be credible. You're also looking at setting expectations about your resources, because we know as marketers, if this is somebody's side job, that's really, you're not getting any budget for it. This is rough. You need to size the expectation with your investment and your effort. But I would say, let's say all those things are, still going, then you bring in even more of your, let's say, diverse skills. And that's could be, do you have people from product, content marketing, design? Um, Could be, do you have external speaking coaches? Do you have, let's say, some of your executives who are really going to sponsor this and be involved for the long haul? Mm -hmm. You've got your comms team. You've got, you know, the marketers. Uh, So on that, that's where you're getting together that cross-functional team beyond your experts now you want the marketing acumen. Now you want people thinking about how do we make this an idea to turn into content? What are the best ways? You know, as we love in content marketing, you're thinking about there's, there's the awesomeness of what you could do. And then how are you going to activate it? Not just on your own channels. How does this make really the best opportunity for you? Yeah. yeah. What's realistic? When you think about those timeframes, 
you mentioned kind of finding the topics that people are going to care about. How long do you kind of challenge someone to keep a, a platform or a message, or is it like pick a topic and then let that topic evolve over time? What does that look like? Yeah, that's another in the realm of setting expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's another area where one piece of advice is see if you can build the content plan for at least a 12-month runway. Yeah. If you're running out of ideas and quality for that, you probably aren't on the right theme. Mm -hmm. We would say from the brand and thought leadership viewpoint, you want to play for the long haul, which is at least two years. So that's another one in setting expectations. Some leaders will expect does this become a monthly, you know, dashboard and we've achieved it. We're done. Yeah. 30, 60, 90 days. No, it's a longer game. Yeah. You mentioned KPIs at the beginning too. What are examples of ways that you measure a thought leadership program? Yeah. Some of this will come back in, of course, you're going to look at the classics of content. So you're looking at some engagement, mm-hmm. but I would say even going bigger with how you would measure your brand. If you're doing some studies on awareness, mm-hmm. looking at perception, those are some of the longer term brand measurement areas where thought leadership should be playing in there. Okay. Um, your share of voice, some of those things that it's, I, I realize people are in the world of we're all looking at dashboards of how things are doing on our website or, yep. you know, paid and organic social beyond yep. that, you got to mm-hmm. go bigger in the brand measurements. Mm-hmm. What about, um, I think sometimes when we have these discussions around thought leadership, there is concern over attaching a company's efforts to a specific person? What if that person goes somewhere else? What, what kind of risk is there? Is, is that risky? Is it in those, how do you kind of attach the thought leadership to the company and not a person, or does it always need to be a person and you take that risk? What is, how do you kind of hold those two things at the same time? That's, you know, that's an interesting one because you're right. A lot of times you associate maybe a figurehead or a leader Mm -hmm. from a company. And there's there's always that risk for for more reasons than thought leadership. Yeah. But I I see that because you've got that assortment of cross-functional team. Yeah. Also want to keep in, yes, an exec sponsor is something we always recommend. That's important. Um, But you also want to have other leaders in the company who know and understand what is the impact, what are the benefits of thought leadership. You also look across, if you're looking at, it's not just one thought leader. You may have somebody who's at the forefront. Yeah. They're the, they are the public face many times, but there should be some other experts. And that's where I mentioned some companies, they are partnering with third parties. They yeah. are aligning with influencers early. Mm-hmm. Um, and over time, it's natural. I think many organizations, you'll have people who leave the business for a variety of reasons. Sure. You're going to start looking then about these executive expert and even employee level that as you start to build your bench of experts. Um, I think one of the questions at content marketing world that struck me is a lot of people felt it had to be an executive. Yeah. You need executive support. In fact, I would go so far as be very cautious if you don't have executive support, Mm -hmm. but you also can build out some experts. And so you're right to prepare for, it's not all, all things around one person constantly. You've got You've got alternatives. I love that concept because I think about um, a lot of the organizations that we work with and you have, if you've got that cross section of people, those people have their own kind of spheres that they're playing in. Your executive is typically, they're speaking 
at different levels. And it's not just speaking, but maybe they're authoring an article or they're asked for an opinion on something in a different circle than your lead of product engineering is. And if you've got them all on board around the same theme or a couple of themes, I could see how that starts to resonate in different ways and take different forms. Um, that's a, that's a really interesting kind of concept and way of thinking about it. I love that cross-section idea of people. And then kind of some of that leadership becomes part of your corporate brand. This is something, this is an, an idea or a concept that we stand for as a brand or that we, we care about. Um, those ideas catch fire or, you know, mm-hmm. as people start to build out more perspective as you're known for some things or with your experience of doing it, you're right. There's room for others to have perspective that adds to it. Yeah. What I'd say different angles to it. And that, that is also another mark of that's a good theme. It's really rich for your audience and other people in your company. It, it is so meaningful for what your company stands for as well. There's, is- there's more room. Is there anyone that you see that's doing this really well right now, whether that's individuals or companies or different aspects that you see um, where you've seen thought leadership come through in a meaningful, thoughtful way? You know, we, I talked at Content Marketing World about some of the organizations, um, and, and I name big enterprise companies. So yeah. I'll just say that there are many people who I would say you don't have to be the biggest organization for this. I, I love mm-hmm. it when you see, in fact, a lot of this doing of people who've spent the work as authors or building out podcasts or different platforms that yeah. stand this the time. Uh, but some of the, the big players I mentioned in that session was really, if you are looking for who is building out, I mentioned um, a recruitment firm that was mm-hmm. just colder, that over decades, they have been looking at some of the statistics um, for leadership. And if you're looking across equity, diversity type mm-hmm. topics, it's really tied in well with their business. Um, mm. And they've really, they've built this out beautifully with the nature of their business. Um, companies like ADP who have looked over time, um, they know that from their own data, mm-hmm. able to have your own data about something that interests the market and your audience. I think they can leverage it well in a meaningful and newsworthy kind of way. Mm-hmm. That's also you run consistently with that. So you become known for it. Um, we, we mentioned several different larger companies like Philips, um, Philips Healthcare. Mm-hmm. They really chose some areas that match their brand promise. And in fact, they had some of their leaders measured on, it was a KPI that they wanted the leadership support behind it. So I think in what some companies are doing to try and make this an ongoing program for their company, it wasn't just a one quarter plan or something we did in one calendar year. But I, I, I see that the bits of there using the data, some things that are very unique for you, you've got a viewpoint. Um, and I, I should maybe mention that it's not all the big companies again. So yep. I want to be fair and kind of taking that broad look at that of how do you go about doing some things over time? And you've got those qualities we were talking about. Yeah, sometimes it's e- it's easier to see it in the big companies because they have kind of the engine behind them, but there are things that we can emulate in smaller markets. And I think something we've seen as well is you don't need to be a thought leader to everyone. You want to be a thought leader to your audience and the people who care. And so um, that's who you're measuring that brand awareness um, by. And 
it doesn't have to be huge and flashy. It's just got to be targeted to the right audiences and people. And then I love the concept of data as well. The data that companies hold um, and how you can use that data. Um, I just, I think about maybe customers that we have and they've seen certain, you know, certain services take off or a certain a greater demand for certain products. And what does that mean? What story is that telling about what's happening in the market? And they can come out and be able to talk about that. Tell me um, about kind of channels and avenues. So I think thought leadership, the first thing that when I'm talking to clients, the first thing people ask about is speaking. I want to speak about this topic. Um, but what else what are other ways that you can show that thought leadership that aren't just speaking opportunities? Yeah. I mean, to scale it, you're right. Speaking does matter, whether it's in-person, virtual events, you know, on demand, we're, we're used to that, but complement it for the way your audience wants to consume content. So in a lot of that, you know, it's kind of that element of you've got to be found. You've got to have some elements of, are there things people consume on their own? So are you contributing to, it's not limited to, you know, is it blogs? Is it other articles? Is it longer form reports? Mm -hmm. People who are really interested in this issue and speaking of data, they are interested in consuming that in many ways. And we know you could repurpose content into different format types from that. Um, the speaking's good for video. Um, you also want to see, are these things worthy enough that maybe with your speaking, you're also getting some coverage and talking to the media. So you've got different parts of your, your team looking out for those opportunities. Um, I, I haven't mentioned every conceivable format type, but I think in a lot of that, you're thinking beyond speaking. You're right. And when you develop some body of work, how are you able to repurpose it or repackage it into different formats and knowing what your audience prefers? Mm -hmm. So they consume some things. It, it is not limited to live or on-demand event. If there's things to be found, yeah. Uh, great, great way of, you know, also you're attracting a lot of that interest. Um, other parties point to your work. Mm -hmm. That's also really important. It's a great sign when you're getting that kind of attention, the backlinks, the social mentions, it's something shareable, mm -hmm. your organization or your audience would find it valuable and they would pass it on to their colleagues or other people in their professional world. Yep. I like that. So we've got sort of a this cross section of people that we've created, we put them together, honed in on some themes, and then we're looking out at opportunities to share the messages that we create kind of throughout that entire cross section of people, um, those evangelists throughout the company. And then we're able to measure that via um, brand awareness and perception in the market. And that's what our kind of thought leadership program looks like. So I love that as a plan. What are things that people should watch out for? Just um, what are kind of red flags in the process or challenges that, that organizations hit along the way? Yeah. So by far, some of this comes to the readiness, meaning are people really setting the expectations? First of all, we talked about that durability, Yeah, that this is something that's going to be in place for a while. So that's committing yourself to doing this. Um, it's also, we talked about the investment. Are you going to have some resources? There will be plenty of things that come up. We know as marketers, you're asked to do lots of different things mm -hmm. throughout the year. New things are going to happen. 
but are you are you going to stick with this? So it's a choice to invest your time, your budget, your team, your effort will be on this. I it sense too, like it was mentioned, the siloed effect. Mm-hmm. Also tough choices in some organizations where if you've got different teams, everybody is doing their own effort. You need to pull together and get some real muscle behind this. So that's also going to be some additional effort, maybe in a larger organization in making some decisions and and trade-offs about we're going to go after this bigger theme. Yeah, I can see it's always, it's really hard to support those, the things that kind of market your own business are so quick to fall to the side when, if sales numbers are, are down or something like that, where there's this immediate need um, that people are tasked with. And so making sure that there's dedicated time set up to kind of continue forward with your thought leadership um, plan makes total sense. And then talk to me about what Forrester does to help clients with thought leadership. What is that? How does Forrester partner with organizations as they move forward um, in thought leadership? Oh, thanks for asking. Forrester, if you're not familiar with it, um, we power business and technology leaders in accelerating with customer obsessed growth. <laughs> what do we mean by that is it's it's really saying we're in some dynamic uncertain times and you've really got to have some operations or structure mm-hmm. to help you look out for customers. So our product Forrester Decisions means you have a subscription to work with advisors. So analysts like me, many others can help you on levels relating to product, marketing, sales. Um, in the marketing area, we work on content, brand, corporate comms, all the different areas. Um, so it's looking at this, we advise com- clients and companies wherever they are in their thought leadership efforts. So think of it as having an advisor by your side. You can work with us on an unlimited basis. At the same time, For- Forrester also has consulting groups. So we actually build thought leadership programs, custom content for our clients. We are known for our total economic impact studies. So that's another way a lot of tech companies work mm-hmm. with and interviewing their their customers and putting some numbers to things. So there's a range of ways we can help with thought leadership. Um, I see it most of all, you know, in advisory and in consulting. So yep. plenty of models for for people who want to help. Great, that's super helpful. And we'll have your contact information in this podcast in the notes as well, so that if anybody wants to reach out to Lisa, they definitely can. And I just love. I think the underscoring message is really finding those, those, the right people, but also the topics that are meaningful. And so it's getting that research done um, upfront and making sure that we're talking about topics that people care about um, and not just our solution um, or our products. And that's why thought leadership is, it is different than just than content marketing for your products or your services, um, because it is, it's gotta be thoughtful and it's gotta be leading. I remember you said that, and there's so much thought leadership content out there and it's not thoughtful and it's not really leading anybody. And so, um, I would just encourage all of our listeners to think about, uh, what it is for your company, um, where you can make an impact, uh, with thought leadership and kind of walking through this process. So thank you. This is such helpful information. And I think something that, everyone's interested in. Um, and I really appreciate kind of laying out that, that plan for it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Thanks for joining me today on content marketing engineered. 
For show notes, including links to resources, visit truemarketing.com slash podcast. While there, you can subscribe to our blog and our newsletter and order a copy of my book, Content Marketing Engineer. Also, I would love your reviews on this podcast. So please, when you get a chance, subscribe and leave me your review on your favorite podcast subscription platform. Thanks and have a great day.